I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal. This is your Peak Daily for Thursday, February 24th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So Jay, yesterday, you know what I had for lunch? No, but I feel like a bad joke coming up. No, it's not a bad joke at all. It's actually very exciting news. They opened a Chick-fil-A down the street from me. And so I don't have a lot of experience with Chick-fil-A. For those who don't know, it's a uh, it's like a fried chicken, not fried chicken, it's like a chicken sandwich place, primarily out of the southern U.S. And they're expanding into Canada now. They opened up one at uh, Bloor and Young, but it was always packed. It's hard to get to. But now there's one down the street for me, and I had it, and I have to say... It's a good sandwich, Jay. It is a good sandwich. I went to school in the South. I went to school in Atlanta. Chick-fil-A's are everywhere, including on Emory University's campus. They are closed on Sunday. They're owned by a very religious family, and they're closed on Sundays. It's a great sandwich. Can I tell you what the kicker is on top of their sandwich? The pickle. The pickle is good. I had the Polynesian sauce because I heard a lot about it, and so I thought I'd give it a try. It was okay. It's like a weird plum sauce. Anyways, Chick-fil-A, I think it it looks like they're making a big move into Canada, uh, and I'm pretty pleased with it so far. Do you have any other fast food favorites? I do, but I thought we don't do plugs on the show. Uh, No free plugs, I guess. Uh, I like the classics. I like the Burger King chicken sandwich, like the old one that's like an oval shape. That's my jam. The the Chick-fil-A sandwich is just so better, so much better than every other fast food chicken sandwich. I can never go back. That's like a... Yeah, I think it's insane that you like that one. Well, also, I kind of like Megan the Stallion sauce at Popeye's. So I guess we're uh, we're, we're definitely a, a chicken show, I guess, because that seemed to be where we're like, we're hovering on, on the fast food chain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, by the way, I'm not a chicken guy. And so I usually, you know, I like burgers, but it, it really, they really convinced me. Well, I think it's causing a chicken shortage. Did we cover that yeah. on our on the show that the, the, all these tried chicken sandwiches are causing a run on chickens? If we haven't covered it, just look for that soon. Brett, aside from our love of fried chicken sandwiches, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, Truth Social. For our second story, Barista Bargaining. And for our third story, Fast Laughs. For our first story, some political users are fed up with big tech and fleeing to alternative search engines and social media, more likely to yield results in support of their views as Trump Media's Truth Social opens up their waitlist. Brett. I thought that Facebook was the problem, but I want to give Peak Pals what the scoop is about Truth Social. Oh, Jay, if you thought Facebook was the problem, wait to hear about <laughs> Truth Social. Uh, it's the Trump Media and Technology Group. That's a real company founded by Donald Trump or, you know, allegedly founded by Donald Trump. Launched Twitter lookalike Truth Social this week to users in the U.S. and Canada. And it joins a growing number of platforms that appeal to conservatives over big tech-owned platforms like Google and YouTube. Now, one in particular that's kind of interesting and close to home is Toronto-based Rumble. It's a rival to Alphabet-owned YouTube, and DuckDuckGo is a rival to Google, uh, and Google's been accused of suppressing or worse, editing results that don't agree with traditional viewpoints of the left and the right, and so there's a lot of people trying out DuckDuckGo as their search engine. But here's the thing, Brett. DuckDuckGo is being praised for something it has little control over, and that's the search engine algorithm, which is provided by... Bing, which is owned by Huli. I mean, Microsoft, a big tech company. And to muddle things even more, an analysis by the New York Times found Bing and DuckDuckGo yield more, quote, untrustworthy websites than Google in search results for the same search terms. But adding a few more keywords to any search usually brought up misleading results on Google anyway, at least according to DuckDuckGo's VP of Communications. And as we know, Brett, the New York Times is fake news, according to former President Trump. So it all comes full circle. 
it's so hard to switch onto these services. Like you got to really want to do it. Now back to Truth Social, the launch appears to be a huge success. The app launched on the App Store and initial downloads apparently overwhelmed the servers, forcing the company to wait list many users, which leads us to why all these new quote unquote political tech platforms actually matter. Well, not to go back to the Silicon Valley program that I love, but initial downloads and average daily users can be two different things. The embrace of platforms like DuckDuckGo, Truth Social, and Rumble highlights a bigger shift in people, really, including right-wing users and some conspiracy theorists moving away from big tech-owned platforms like Google in response to more moderation. Now, search engines and big tech-owned social platforms are having trouble towing the fine line between moderation and censorship, and issue platforms like Truth Social aren't immune from either. Even though it pitches itself as more lax alternative to Twitter, some users say Truth Social's moderation policy is actually stricter than that of Twitter. And unlike Twitter, Truth Social users get suspended or booted from the platform entirely for posting content that moderators deem false, defamatory, or misleading. Uh, yes, yeah, it goes both ways. For our second story, Starbucks is known for its formulaic drinks, its chill ambiance, and friendly baristas who know your name even if they do misspell it occasionally. Uh, I go, I get brat a lot, which I don't understand at all. But they, <laughs> I get it. I get. Well, I guess I get it. But I, you know, but behind the counter, unrest is brewing. Now, Jay, what's going on at my second favorite coffee chain? Well, the company's U.S. employees are gaining traction in their efforts to unionize in a corporate environment that has discouraged collective bargaining so far. With economic trends like staffing shortages lending more power to workers, which we've covered a lot here, baristas are striking while the coffee's hot. That's a good play on words. Workers at 54 stores across 19 states are currently engaged in union drives. A store in Buffalo, New York, just across the bridge, was the first to unionize with Workers United New York and has been the inspiration for the uptick in motions to unionize across the country. A Twitter account has been set up to keep workers updated on unionizing activities and build support in the communities they serve. So, Brett, why should Peak Pals care that Starbucks employees are unionizing? Well, first, there's actually a pretty interesting profile on the lead union organizer based in Buffalo. She's a former Rhodes Scholar who left the program and moved back to Buffalo and then started organizing at Starbucks. Anyways, I think it's in the Washington Post. Pretty interesting stuff. But Starbucks offers competitive pay, health benefits, and educational bonuses to staff. But long-term employees called partners argued that their changing financial needs have not been met amid a shift in focus from partners to profits. Meanwhile, unions are resurging in popularity. As Jason, we talk about this a lot. 68% of Americans support them, according to a Gallup poll, which is a generational high since 1965. Now, unions promise to engage in collective bargaining on behalf of their members, resulting in better wages, benefits, and working conditions. But not all unions are created equal and can fall victim to corruption, abuse of power, and embezzlement. You might be familiar with this if you saw The Irishman, which is the, the latest of this uh, elk of movies. The bigger picture is that Starbucks is resisting the union drive, which is not a surprise, which would drive up its labor costs if successful. Now, a statement on its corporate website argues that a third party to speak for partners and engage in discussions with management is, quote, unnecessary. And earlier this week, the company was accused of firing union supporters. So this battle will rage on with Starbucks baristas. Four. 
for our last story. Remember the rise and the very fast fall of short-form video streaming platform Quibi? The company's failure to launch content, quote, on the go, hasn't deterred Netflix from going big on a similar product, Fast Laughs, which it will bring from mobile to the TV screens across most English-speaking markets in the next few weeks. Brett, Quibi returns, and I'm wondering why Netflix would copy the idea of a failed company. That's a great question, Jay. Okay, well, let's kind of break down what's happening first, then we can figure out if Netflix has a shot here. So launched a year ago, the TikTok-inspired video feed introduces users to new shows, movies, and comedy specials. Now, at launch, the feature will include clips from movies and TV shows like Big Mouth and Never Have I Ever, plus stand-up comedy from Ali Wong and Jerry Seinfeld. Now, it's not the first time the company's borrowed a concept from social media apps when designing new features. In 2018, Netflix adopted the Stories format when introducing Previews, a slideshow feature on mobile that lets you tap and play, add to your list, or skip to the next preview. And in 2020, Netflix launched its Play Something Shuffle Mode feature, which would play a title you may like based on your interest and viewing behavior. I have not found Play Something actually particularly useful, no. but it's location, 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 Brett, and that's what Reed Hastings is thinking. The mobile version of Fast Laughs was given a prominent position in the Netflix app, which makes sense given the increasing competition for users' attention between rival video apps like TikTok or Reels. The opt-in feature will begin to appear on homepages and will serve up the short videos at a time when users have been scrolling for a while. Okay, so Brett, what's the takeaway? Will Fast Laughs last? That's a very difficult thing to say. Yeah, well, it's a good question. And, you know, it's interesting. Netflix is kind of throwing a bunch of the stuff at the wall right now. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but if you have the Netflix app and you're a subscriber, you can actually get access to free games, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and so experts point to the real failure of Quibi as failing to recognize that platforms like TikTok and Reels are the actual competitors. And this is a truth that Netflix has wholeheartedly embraced, in addition to trying to outpace platforms like Hulu, HBO, and Prime. And so we'll have to see if this mobile first video takes off better on the Netflix app and TVs than it did than it did for Quibi. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Brett. And Brett, I know you are actually the biggest fan of Quibi, so I'm, I'm sure you're glad that something kind of like it is coming back. I was a big fan of the story of Quibi. It went, they raised billions of dollars and then they went out of business in, I think it was a year. And so that's like, that's pretty interesting. But the content <laughs> itself left a lot to be desired. I think you're right. I think Netflix will have a much better shot at it. You can only watch so many Kevin Hart movies before, you know, you're done. <laughs> that's untrue. But have a good day, Brett.